Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. If you are a builder, remodeler, or contractor, this is your go-to resource for business growth strategies, as well as marketing and sales tactics. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders, construction professionals in the trenches, and from our team of digital marketing experts here at Builder Funnel. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 67 with Daniel Allen of TradeMut. And in this conversation, we dive into Daniel's background and kind of how he transitioned into what they're doing over at TradeMut. And we get into a very important conversation around mental health and what they're doing to help spread the word there. Um, There's a couple really powerful stories in the episode. I think it'll be a little bit different of an episode, but I think you'll really enjoy it. And it'll also uh, open your eyes to some things that maybe we're not aware of. And we kind of talk about some uh, the invisible nature behind uh, mental health. So a very important episode. I hope you guys really enjoy it. Stay tuned for episode 67 with Daniel Allen. Hey, Daniel, glad to have you on the show today. How you going, Spencer? It's going good. How about yourself? Yeah, mate, going great. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for the conversation today. I think it's uh, it's a very important one that we're going to talk about. But uh, before we get too deep in the weeds, you know, maybe you can give us a little bit of your backstory, kind of how you got into construction and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, mate. Well, um, I'm coming to you from uh, from beautiful Brisbane in Australia at the moment, uh, but I'm not actually originally from here. I'm uh, Sydney born and bred. So okay. New South Welshman, uh, south of the border. They don't really like us up here in Queensland because we've got a fierce <laughs> rivalry. But uh, yeah, so you got to keep that on a lowdown. But um, <laughs> yeah, mate, come, yeah, don't tell anyone. Um, yeah, so I come from Sydney, mate. Um, you know, pretty pretty humble family, uh, single parent family. Got two brothers. Um, she uh, mum mum's a mum's a midwife. Put us through school, so um, you know we watched her work hard all her life. So I think we. We all sort of gained a really good work ethic from the old girl. But um, yeah, finished, came to the end of my schooling, high school, and I guess I was pretty unsure of what I wanted to do. I thought, you know, construction seemed appealing to me. Um, You know, I wasn't sure whether it was going to be through uni to do like some construction management or something like that. Um, Got into uni, but kind of just wasn't really feeling the vibe. I thought, you know, I definitely want to go down this path. I want to do something hands-on. So... I thought, well, let's have a crack at an apprenticeship and, you know, build it up that way. Because I think if you're going to get into the industry, you need to understand it from the from the ground up. So, yeah, managed to snag an apprenticeship with the Master Builders Association of New South Wales, who, um, yeah, put me put me into some uh, a job down around Sydney Harbour foreshore. So I got to work around the, the great big Sydney Harbour Bridge and, um, you know, doing some really cool heritage carpentry and all that sort of stuff around there. But it wasn't really where... It didn't seem to be, you know, a long-term, I guess, job. I wasn't building houses. I needed to be building houses. So I went from sort of job to job, ended up doing some pretty, you know, ended up working on some housing commission, public housing out in Western Sydney and saw some pretty, you know, not nice stuff. And so I was feeling pretty disillusioned because I couldn't find myself in a, in what I perceived to be, you know, high-end home building, right? And so had a work injury, um, cut my thumb halfway through my thumb, severed the tendons and all that sort of stuff. And I thought this is when I was a second year apprentice. And I thought, well, I just don't know if this is going in the right direction for me. I can't seem to land in the right job and I've just had this injury. So, you know, I might be ready to throw in the towel here. So 
I got connected to um, through some family who were up in Brisbane, um, a builder up here, and he said, "Mate, um, look, we're just about to kick off some really some really nice high end um, duplexes up here in a, in a nice suburb in Brisbane. If you want to come up and work for a couple of weeks, um, yeah, by all means, jump in and, and drive up here. We got some work for you." So uh, that was in 2010. Drove up for two weeks and um, never went back. So found a found a new home in Brisbane and it was a change that I didn't know I needed. Sydney's an awesome town and it's it'll always be home, but it's a pretty fast paced hustle bustle type of uh, operation and uh, Brisbane's a little slower, which is my kind of vibe. So yeah, cool. Yeah, ended up up here and um, it just just stayed, made a life for myself, got through my apprenticeship and. Um, yeah, mate, love it. Love, love the carpentry. Love the move. Um, love getting out and hands on, and 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 being able to look at something that you've built and completed. You, you get a real sense of satisfaction at the end of a hard day's work, right? So yeah, absolutely. One of, one, yeah, yeah. One of, one of the things I love the most. Yeah, that's super cool. Well, and I know, um, you know, after you got up there and you said, you know, two weeks turned into a few years and I know I think it was, you know, uh, several years, but then you made another transition into what you're doing now with with Trademut. But um, I was hoping you could share with our listeners kind of the the story behind that and, you know, why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah, mate, for sure. So, couple of years out of my out of my time so yeah I've been in Brisbane for 10 years now so two years out of my carpentry apprenticeship 2014 I started working for a builder up here um, again another builder and met another fellow on site who was on his first day of his apprenticeship Ed Ross and he's a um come come off mustering cattle in central west queensland he's a true cowboy and i'm from sydney and there's no real reason why we should have got along with each other but uh we have a, a common love of jim carrey and we could quote every jim carrey movie till the cows come home so and it just made us laugh a lot you know so having that sense of humor with a with, with another person is one of the best things to, to form a bond right so that got us kicked off and you know we started working together and building that relationship and then in 2015 uh the end of 2015 i lost one of my best mates to suicide um so that was as with you know the nature of of that act it's you know completely unexpected um you know really came out of nowhere no one saw it coming and so that for me going through that in 2015 was probably the hardest thing that I've ever experienced. Um, super confusing. It was my first experience with suicide and it really opened up this whole world of mental health and, you know, looking at the landscape and what was out there and it sort of really struck a chord with me and something that I wanted to impact. And so as I said, you know, Ed and I had made a, a real formidable partnership and we had all these ideas, you know, working together as you do, you talk absolute crap all day, every day, it's how you get through your day. And one of the, one of the things that we always talked about was how cool would it be to start a funky workwear brand, you know, oh, just hot air, you know what I mean? Because we were sick of wearing, wearing the same thing to work every day, your navy, your khaki, whatever. And we kept talking about this workwear brand and workwear brand. And then what happened in 2015 happened and this conversation continued, but, you know, through that grieving process back at work, Ed was my number one support, you know, support network throughout the day. So he was there to, you know, with me to process that whole thing. And 
we, we, we kept looking at this workwear piece and we started to actually, you know, try and do it. And when we started designing, you know, some work shirts and whatnot, we met some different people along the way, as you do, you know, asking questions for help. How do we do this? We know how to build houses, but we don't know how to build work shirts. Um, and we met a fellow by the name of Peter Ball and he introduced us to the concept of social enterprise, which we knew nothing about. And so that's using profit for purpose and having, you know, a socially conscious aspect to your business. So given what had been through in 2015, losing one of my best mates, we thought, well, maybe we can use these bright, funky work shirts as a, as a way of starting conversations about mental health for tradies and blue collar workers and, you know, farmers and rural, rural and remote communities. And I guess the approach has been to take a bit more of a colourful and lighthearted approach to the mental health conversation in an effort to create camaraderie and, and get get blokes on board and get blokes talking. And as we say, make an invisible issue impossible to ignore. So it's um, a crazy turn of events that would lead me from being a carpenter to founding Trademut, which is uh, our social enterprise workwear company. But um, yeah, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's interesting how those things kind of uh, end up, the dots sort of connect and and lead you to that, you know, that next thing. Um, I'm curious to hear a little bit more from you about just, you know, mental health and kind of how how big of a a deal is that in the construction space? I mean, um, obviously, you went through this very traumatic experience with, you you know, your friend and going through that. I'm sure it kind of opened your eyes to, hey, maybe this is a, a larger, you know, uh, discussion and a larger thing we need to tackle. But I mean, how how much is this impacting the industry? It's impacting the industry immensely. It's impacting this country as a whole immensely, and I think it's impacting. I think this is a, is a global issue. Um, you know, as we've looked into it more, you know. It's a huge issue in New Zealand. Um, I'm sure it's a massive issue across in the States as well. But what's become bleedingly obvious is that it's just, uh, I think there's such a lack of understanding around what mental health actually is and means. I mean, there's lots of statistics around, you know, we don't like to talk too much about statistics in our day-to-day operation because I guess we, we believe that telling people how bad the situation is kind of isn't really helping to change, you know, the culture around it. But, you know, the reality is that in Australia, six, six blokes every day are taking their, their own life. And um, the other statistic around the construction industry is that one tradie every two days takes their life. So, you know, it is, it it is a big issue, but uh, it's not being spoken about enough or in the right tone. I think for a long time, the conversation around mental health has been obviously because it's invisible when you can't see it. Well, it's much harder to talk about, you know, we always talk about, you know, one thing that people always say in this conversation is look, if you had a, you know, if you broke your leg and you had a bone hanging out of your leg, like you're not going to limp around like nothing's wrong. You know, you're going to, you're going to go to the doctor and and you're going to get it fixed. But the thing is with that, is you can see the bone hanging out of your leg, you know, there's an issue, you can feel the pain, you know, that the logical thing is, it's, it's obvious, you know, that the logical thing is to go and do it. The issue around mental health is that being invisible, most people don't know how bad their situation is or at what point to seek help, you know, because it's, there's nothing to really measure it against, you know? So 
our our understanding of the space is a real lack of education and understanding about what mental health is and and the fact that we actually all do have mental health and it's not just a negative thing as it's always spoken about um so you know education is the key my man yeah yeah and i know you you and i were talking you said you kind of talk about it on a spectrum you know mm. and uh, so I guess maybe share a little bit about what you mean by that spectrum. And, and like you said, it's not necessarily uh, always on the negative side. I'm, I would imagine people can have positive, you know, mental health or negative. And, you know, it's not just like uh, a broken bone or a fixed bone, you know. <laughs> exactly right. Good health, bad health, right? Um, it's made, yeah, exactly right. Well, that's as you, as you say, yeah, you're right. So mental health is a spectrum. And, and often the conversation for mental health is oh geez you know I've got you know depression or anxiety and it's like that's the they're the only things we correlate with mental health but the, the, the yeah the, the spectrum that it is on also includes a really positive end like happiness fun and love and joy and that's all the good side of mental health and, and we're not probably talking about that enough you know when you when we have conversations with people all the time and they're like oh you know I'm suffering from mental health and it's like, well, no, you're not suffering from mental health. Like you just, you know, you might be in a state where, you, where you're suffering from poor mental health at the moment. But yeah. mental health in itself is a really good thing. And it's not anything to be afraid of. And, and understanding mental health and understanding what it actually means. It's empowering, man. You know, it's, it's really empowering to, to actually understand yourself and understand, you know, your, your triggers and, and when you might be sliding and, and what you can actually do, you know, in those times to, to improve and, and to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. So how do you, uh, is there a way to kind of self-diagnose where you might be on the spectrum on a, any given day? Or, you know, like you said, it's kind of this invisible thing at times, especially as an outsider looking to somebody else. You know, if I'm looking at you, it's not like I can see clearly necessarily that you know you have a broken bone just to go back to that example but mm. uh, you know are there good steps that people can take either uh for others or for themselves to kind of just say like hey here's where i might be on this spectrum and and then ways to course correct if you're maybe on the, the negative end of that spectrum i think it takes essentially it's gonna just take a lot of self-reflection and to be honest with yourself you know what i mean a lot of people put up facades of success and happiness because, you know, it's in a, in a competitive world, you know, it's, it's no one really wants to look weak. And this is one of the biggest issues I think that, that we face is, is the fact that uh, this competitive nature really drives us to think that everyone has these perfect lives. And so, when you talk about, when you hear of suicides and we hear of suicides all the time, it's the same old story. Oh, he was so happy. Oh, there were no signs. He was the happy go lucky, you know, person, you know, it was everyone's mate, you know, his life looked perfect on the outside. And so I think one of our biggest things that, that we try to get across is about vulnerability mm-hmm. and being comfortable being vulnerable because it's when you are vulnerable that you find out the most about yourselves. And if vulnerability means pretending or not pretending that your life is as perfect as you make it out to be, because the reality is it's not, we all go through the same shit, right? Everyone's got bills to pay. Everyone's got relationships, house to keep over their heads. And to quote 
Warwick Bidwell from one of our most recent podcasts. Everyone sits down to take a crap, mate. You know what I mean? So we're all the same. We all go through the same stuff, but we're kind of pretending that we're not. So back to your question, are there things that we can do to self-regulate? It's about being as open and honest with yourself as possible and, and, and trying to harness and find a way to embrace vulnerability and, and being okay with that. Because once you find that ability to stop caring about what other people might think of you, well, then that's when you really learn the most about yourself and, and, can, and can get on living your own life. Just a quick announcement before we get to the rest of today's episode. We've been getting a ton of feedback on our Done For You social media program. Now, if social media has been a frustration of yours or you feel like you're not posting enough, this is the perfect solution for you. And as a listener of the podcast, we've got a special promotion going on right now. So just head over to remodelersocialmedia.com and use the code radio at the checkout. So if you want to get more engagement and more people finding you on platforms like Facebook and Instagram, hit pause really quick and check out remodelersocialmedia.com and use the code radio at checkout. All right, back to the show. Yeah, I think that's it's good advice. I mean, especially the the honesty piece. I think it's easy to say, but it's harder to do to actually, you know, look at yourself and go, you know, how am I doing? You know, how do I actually feel? And am I trying to portray things to the external, you know, world, friends, family, people on social media that we don't even know? Are we trying to prove something to them and, and why? And yeah, are you, are you really happy? Are you doing the things that make you happy? So I think um, it's, yeah, it's hard to do, easy to say, but uh, yeah, spot on. And so, uh, you know, what are, what are you guys doing at Trade Mud? I mean, you're wearing, wearing the shirt right now, which I love. And, you know, kind of what's your, your mission and how are you guys trying to tackle this big challenge? Mate, our, the mission in front of us is to shift the culture. And that's when it comes to mental health, you know, we're, we're taking on one of the most difficult social issues in what we're doing. And so I look at other social enterprises out there and it's, you know, we've got one in Australia called who gives a crap and you buy a roll of toilet paper and, you know, half the profits go to building toilets in third world countries or you buy thank you water and it's half the profits go towards uh, building, you know, wells and water sources in, in third world countries. So it's quite quantifiable. What we're trying to do on our mission is, is shift the culture, shift perception and, and drive that change in attitude towards mental health. And as we say, basically encouraging people to cut the shit. And that's one of the biggest things, you know. So we've just established our own uh, foundation as well because we see one of the biggest issues in the mental health space around help-seeking behaviour among men. We suck at seeking help. <laughs> And you would know we suck at seeking help for our businesses in our professional lives. We suck at seeking help for, you know, sickness and health, and that includes mental health. We, we're very stoic and we like to, you know, tackle it all ourselves. So, yeah, it's true. That's one of the, that's one of the big things we want to be able to change is, is help-seeking behaviour. And so when I look at the mental health space, to be able to go and talk to a professional, it costs a lot of money. It's expensive, Right. And if you decide you want to go and talk to a professional, you need to go to your GP, your doctor. 
basically have it out with them and tell them that you're struggling and all this and that. And then they'll put you on a mental health plan. Now you go on a mental health plan that goes on your permanent health record, right? And this is to get subsidized access to mental health professionals, psychologists, and et cetera. So already there's barriers to people being able to access help because if you can't afford to get to a professional, you need to go to your GP, get on a mental health plan, goes on your permanent record, it affects, you know, things like insurances and all that sort of stuff. So there are so many people out there who already aren't going to go and do that because they know that, you know, it's got negative negative impacts. So our goal with our foundation is to remove the physical and financial barriers that exist to being able to access mental health professionals. So the, the first project that we're doing is opening up a 24-7 text service direct to clinical psychologists, free of charge, 24-7. Um, it's a discreet service. It's uh, simple and uh, appealing for blokes because you don't need to actually communicate out of your mouth, although we're all about having conversations about mental health. We still suck at doing it. So we want to be able to remove all those barriers to people being able to actually access a professional in the first instance. But the shirts will always be the Trojan horse for that. So we use the, the work shirts to create camaraderie around the movement, have conversations about mental health, talk about it. It's all good. And then if you actually want to be able to seek help, we're about to open up this tech service and try to improve that help seeking behavior for blokes because if you can just get them to talk that once, well, then that's half the battle won. If you can just get them to reach out that one time, you've, you're almost there, right? So yeah. we're going to be able to make it as easy as possible across the board. That's super cool. Yeah, and so obviously uh, the shirts are uh, kind of dual purpose. That allows you guys to kind of spread the word and, and you know, spread the movement. Um, but then also that part of those proceeds go towards funding things like uh, this text. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. So I'm interested, I'm sure now as you guys have been selling some shirts and getting, you know, the word out, uh, I'm curious just to hear if you have any cool stories of, you know, things that have happened, you know, you see somebody wearing the shirt or, you know, other people or conversations that have been started or just things that you're hearing about as the, uh, you know, the movement starts to build. Mate, where do I start? Where do I start? Um, these stories, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe at the start. Um, the yeah. stories have been in, in, incredible, mate. It's been it's been super uplifting. Um, we, um, I mean, I can tell you the most recent story, which is yesterday. Um, so we were contacted by well, we've got a family out in Claremont, which is out in Queensland, and they and they got around our shirts and they've been wearing them sending us photos and, and 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 all this sort of stuff now that family's got a young fella called oscar he's just turned 12 years old now he loves trademark shirts he's got his own trademark shirt now i didn't know this right but oscar was born 16 weeks prematurely 12 years ago it was his birthday yesterday his mother was flown from claremont in an emergency flight by the Royal Flying Doctor Service of Australia, which is a fantastic service. And this kid shouldn't have lived. Uh, he was he was on life support for, you know, three uh, for, for two months, I think, after he was born. Um, my mum's a midwife and I've chatted to her about this and she's like, there's no, that kid shouldn't have lived. So he survived, right? And 12 years later, 
actually 11 years later, he started growing a mullet. Like he started growing all his hair out. <laughs> Massive, awesome curly hair, mate. It's unbelievable. You should see it. I'll have to send you to, to some pictures. He's growing the best mullet I've ever seen. And he's decided <laughs> that he wants to start raising money for the Royal Flying Doctor Service because to repay the service that saved his and his mother's life. Now... He's done the whole thing in trademark shirts because he wants to rep the brand. He loves, you know, how uplifting it is and, he's, and his dad loves it. And so his aim was to raise 500 bucks for the RFDS. Uh, now, $12,000 later and his birthday yesterday, his grandmother shaved his, his hair off. It's all gone <laughs> now. And he's, there's this whopping check for, for the flying doctors, 12 grand. It's absolutely unbelievable. And they've been wearing trademark the whole time. Now that's, that's just the best, right? So little did I know, I spoke to his mother last night, Rhiannon. Now she filled us in the fact that after that traumatic birth, uh, the father, Brendan actually suffered severe PTSD it's a really traumatic experience for anyone to go through, you know, like that, like that. So he's had severe PTSD for a long time. And she told us that he discovered trademark and the shirts and what they stood for. And being a country fella from Queensland, it resonated with him. It was a fun way to get around, you know, the mental health conversation. And it's just completely uplifted him and, and changed him and the whole family's behind it. And he can now he now feels empowered to talk openly about what he's been through and the fact that he did suffer severe PTSD going through that traumatic childbirth and that that's a thing that happens to a lot of people and that that's okay. And the ability to talk about it and be open with it is is what's going to empower other 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 blokes and other people to to be okay and comfortable with some of the stuff that they've been through. So, mate, that was yesterday. Like yeah, I didn't see amazing. that did, yeah. didn't see that coming, but it's just unbelievable. I've got to send you some pictures of this mullet, mate. It's unbelievable. Please do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee waterfall, as as you guys might call it. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm I'm glad that it's it's shaved off now at this point. <laughs> Mission accomplished. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, man. that that's awesome. Uh, yes, thanks for for sharing the story and uh yeah. I, I guess how can people you know connect with uh with trade mud or find some of these shirts for themselves and uh and that sort of thing mate we're um we're all online so it's all trade mud um trade for the website we're across instagram uh facebook linkedin even um we're on youtube now with our with our podcast our podcast is called uh trade 120 grit a podcast for the for the working class so yeah we're trying to the, the, the idea of the podcast on our end is is actually having the conversations that we preach about you know actually showing blokes having these conversations talking about real stuff much like you and I are talking about now uh, but you know trying to lead by example and I think that's the best way that we can actually continue to drive this cultural shift is to show you know, recognizable people having these hard conversations. So yeah, if anyone wants to get around it, yeah, mate, the, the website, trademark.com or yeah, the socials is where it's at. So yeah. And, and we ship, we ship to the States. We actually, sh we actually shipped an order um, on Monday to uh, Sunset Beach. Oh yeah. In, uh, in California, <laughs> I believe. Um, so yeah, man, uh, stoked. So you might see if you pump it around there. Yeah, I, I hope I see more and more of them. But uh, yeah, for anybody listening, we'll we'll link those up in the show notes so you guys can check out the podcast, but also 
course, uh, the, check out the website and see some of the shirts. And if you're listening to this on audio, definitely go watch the YouTube version. And uh, uh, Daniel's sporting one of the shirts, and and they're awesome. So <laughs> this is the this is the Mr. Feelgood. They're all they're all named. We've named a lot of our stuff after Jim Carrey movies as well. So I, I like that. This is the Mr. Feelgood. So yeah, one of our the original bestseller. Cool, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Daniel, I appreciate you coming on the show and and being willing to talk about this and uh, and share your story and kind of how you got into it, but but also sharing just uh, another story from how it started. It's impacting real people, and um, I know that was just one of many since you guys have started this. But uh, we always like to close our podcast with uh, with a quick segment of the show called the Fast Five. So it's kind of rapid fire questions. I'll I'll throw them at you and. Uh, just uh, whatever comes comes to mind, you answer away. But uh, first one is, what's your favorite business book and why? I had to think about this. I don't actually read business books, so okay. that's all right. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you my favorite book. All right, we'll we'll do favorite book. The Happiest Refugee, Ando. He's a he's a is a, um, a refugee from uh, from Vietnam. He's a much loved Australian comedian. Incredible story about resilience grit determination and just he's just such one of the most lovable characters you'll ever meet he started out on kids tv he's in comedy and now he's got his own awesome show called Arn's brush with fame he's an artist he's just an incredible example of what you can achieve coming out of adversity so that, that inspires me and that and that, that inspires me in business that's cool. That's awesome. Well, and uh, speaking of inspiring, I guess, who is the most inspirational person in your life? Mate, it'd be rude of me not to say my mother. She's, uh, she, she's absolutely everything. She's where I get my, my hard work ethic from. And um, yeah, you know, if you're not inspired by your mother, then, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you'd be inspired by. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great answer. Uh, all right. Next question is, if you could have one superpower, what would that be? Ah, geez, superpower. This is a hard one, mate. I was, I would have said, uh, I would have said like teleporting, but uh, actually, I had this conversation with um, Josh in our office yesterday. I said, ah, superpower, what's it going to be? And he said to me, mate, someone asked me what superpower I'd have, I'd want to use the other day. And he said, the ability to give people self confidence. And I thought, man, Mm. wow, wow. For me, teleporting, but. I've yeah. never heard of the self-confidence one. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you and I are the same because teleporting is the one that I would choose as well. So I've, I've been kind of waiting for somebody to, to finally jump on the teleportation bandwagon. I mean, so. it's, it's obvious, right? Right. Totally. <laughs> All right. Uh, describe yourself in three words. Larrikin. Fun. And what we say to everyone when we go and talk at building sites is I'm a dickhead, you know, uh, <laughs> but an Aussie dickhead, it's a, it's an endearing thing. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> a little bit different uh, terminology over here. So I'm glad you yeah, came. Mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. And the uh, final question is if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? Life's too short to worry about what other people think about you worry less about what other people think about you and just do what you want to do this life's too short to uh to try and please other people you know we spend too much time trying to you know fill our lives with clutter that we don't need to impress people that we don't even care about so yeah finding a way to uh 
to stop caring about what other people think of you and uh, and just find happiness within yourself because that's all that matters. I love it. That's great advice. And uh, yeah, Daniel, thanks again for joining me today. This was awesome. I think it will kind of open some eyes uh, for people listening. And yeah, I hope a bunch of people go and uh, grab some shirts and start spreading the word some more. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure, Spencer. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, look forward to following your journey as well, mate. All right. Thanks again, Daniel. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again on Builder Funnel Radio. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Daniel Allen. And I think this topic is a really, really important one. So my action item for today for you, I've just got one, and that's to just get more familiar with the topic of mental health. We kind of talked about the spectrum and that there's positive and negative sides to it. And I'd encourage you to check out their podcast that they have going on. We'll make sure we link that up in the show notes. But I think just uh, increasing awareness is is a good next step. Um, And obviously, if you want to support them by buying the shirts, that's fantastic. But at the very least, you know, go check out the podcast, see what kinds of conversations they're having. Um, And if anything, I think this was a very important conversation. I know it opened my eyes um, to kind of this world. And like we talked about, it's a little bit of an invisible world. So uh, again, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Builder Funnel Radio. I know there are a lot of podcast choices out there, so it really means a lot to me that you choose this as one you either subscribe or listen to regularly. Now, before we part ways for today, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you got some value out of today's episode, please either leave us a review or share this with a friend. We're really working on building a community of construction professionals that want to treat their customers right, they want to run profitable businesses, and create more jobs in our economy. So leaving a review or sharing it with a friend really helps us build that community, and we'd really, really appreciate it. All right, guys, that's all I've got for today. So we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.